This is the iRacers Lounge, featuring the latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, opinions, discussions, rumors, and more. Now here's Alan Fajari and Mike Ellis. Welcome to iRacers Lounge, a show where we discuss everything iRacing in a group and casual setting. I'm Alan Pajari, and with me is Mike Ellis, Jose Paban, Carlos Fonseca, and our special guest, Jacob Fife. Now, Jacob, this is the first time you've been on the show, so you're going to kind of get of our, uh, our new person questions here. So when did you start stem racing, and when did you start iRacing? Uh, well, first, thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate it. Um, first started sim racing, uh, seems like forever ago now, um, when I did uh, the original NASCAR racing uh, game, uh, which was, um, gosh, it's got to be at least 10 or so years ago now. Um, I, I got it, uh, very first computer I had, I bought that, it was the first game I ever bought, and um, I remember, you know, kind of playing with the keyboard because at the time you could use the keyboard and, uh, me and dad would take turns racing and, uh, you know, seeing who get the best time and stuff like that. Um, I racing I've been on, uh, which doesn't feel this long, but I've been on for about five years now and, uh, it's been great. It's, uh, I came across it. Uh, I guess I was reading an article, um, trying to look for something new to kind of get into cause I didn't really do the, uh, NASCAR 2003 or anything like that. Um, so I found iRacing and, uh, I started, you know, just started at the bottom and worked your way up. Uh, it, when, when I joined, you still had to actually physically go through each class. Uh, you couldn't like fast track. So it was very interesting because some of the cars in the lower series are actually more difficult than the, uh, higher series cars to handle. So, but it was, it was awesome. And it's, it still is in a lot of ways. Yeah, so what kind of uh, equipment do you have there to race? Uh, right now, I have a uh, G27, uh, wheels, pedals, gear shifter, that type deal. Um, I, I've had this for a little while now. I'm actually borrowing this set. i got to uh, get a new G27, or uh, if I want to uh, wait for it, get the new G29 I hear I heard about over this week. Um when it comes out, but I'll probably end up getting another G27, and uh, it, that's that's what I had. And when I first started, I had a, a, a Momo, a Logitech Momo, which is goes goes back on the Wayback Machine. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've had, and it, it's the G27 works really well for me. So, are you part of any teams, Jacob? Not really. Um, I haven't. Uh, I've done much less official racing, uh, especially as of late. So, uh, with, with all the league stuff I do and stuff like that, it's hard to, uh, put the time in, uh, to be a part of a team and, you know, put in setups and, and things like that. So, uh, we do a little bit of, uh, we've done a team race. Uh, we did the 24 hours, which Alan, Al you were part of with a couple other guys from the league. But other than that, really, uh, not, not much to speak of. All right. Uh, Jacob is the owner of the Integrity Racing League. Um, it's n well known that uh, throughout iRacing and uh, it has well respected. Now, when did you start the Integrity Racing League, Jacob? 
Uh, Integrity got started probably about three years ago now uh, with myself and Michael Duell, uh, who, if I believe correctly, was on your last show. Um, and we started together with a uh, truck series on Saturday nights. Uh, that was a transition uh, from a league. We both run together. We didn't run, uh, but we kind of branched off from that and uh, started our own league. And uh, we've been going pretty strong ever since. Um, we, we've been running the truck series, as I mentioned, and uh, we've, we added a second series probably a year into it uh, that started as a nationwide series on Friday nights. And then this past season, uh, we've moved to Monday nights uh, for an A series, which has gone fantastic so far uh, for a first year series. And uh, it's just, you know, it's kind of that series has kind of blown up from there. We still have two series that we run and it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely, we've been able to do some different things and grow the league in different ways that uh, even I at times didn't think we could do, but um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. So. Yeah, it's been a great league. I thought I joined uh, recently and uh, to check it out, a lot of friends over there and the uh, competition is really what I like about it. It's a lot of great drivers and uh, it, it certainly tests your metal. It is uh, the one thing I like about our um, our league and our, and our series that's uh, a little bit different than most you can find is that the range of drivers is really diverse. Uh, you can have uh, somebody like um, Andrew Fayash, for example, who runs in the Pro Series or the DWC, whatever they call it now, um, and Matt Busa and people of that caliber all the way down to my dad races uh, on Saturday nights with us. Um, so you really uh, have a wide range of drivers. So everybody has somebody that they can race against, but you're not, um, it's not one of those deals where you feel like, well, this is just too easy. You know what I'm saying? So there's always somebody to race against. There's always that guy who's one above you, who you're trying to get to, um, you know, to try to get to the next step. So it's always a challenge, but it's fun as well. So you're not just racing by yourself. Yeah. Can you explain why you called it integrity racing league? Um, I'll try to find a short way to explain it. The, basically, uh, I wanted to find a way to explain uh, to people who were applying or were interested in looking for a league, what we were about. Uh, the previous league that we came from uh, wasn't exactly the most um, fair, I guess, in some ways. Um, the league that we came from was pretty well run and organized, and we had a decent group of people that ran, and, but uh, some sometimes things would get out of hand, and uh you know, people get upset and there's arguing and bickering. And then, you know, if, you know, if the league owner at the time, you know, had an issue with something, his, his, uh, objectivity was sometimes skewed, I guess, to put it nicely. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to kind of put out front, um, what, what we were about. Um, and I knew in doing that, it would hold the league itself to a high standard. Uh, because you can't, you know, if you if you're the Integrity Racing League, and then you go out as an admin or the owner or what have you, and and aren't that, that's the first thing people are going to come out 
and say about your league, and it's going to, you know, it has the potential to bomb really quickly uh, if you're not what you say you are. Um, so, I mean, that's that's one of the main reasons I wanted I wanted a place that people can come and have fun and enjoy racing and be competitive, but also it's as much of a level playing field as possible for everybody. Um, I, and I think we've done a pretty good job with that, with the people we've had in place uh, to help help me r- run the league and to keep things balanced. I think our rules are, are balanced for everybody. No, there's no favoritism or, you know, anything that um, I, I try to, I try to leave things as black and white as possible. Um, so, you know, like for example, if, if somebody has a question or ruling, there's an appeal process to come back through and you can appeal it. So you have the opportunity to, you know, reverse it, you know, and we have a panel of people who go through and look at replays and stuff like that. So those types of things, just to make it as fair as possible for everybody, um, you know, so everybody has a chance to race and race well. Right. Now, is there any cost, to the people that want to join the league and are you taking any new members at this time? Um, no cost uh, to join the league. We, uh, like I said, we run on Monday nights and we run on Saturday nights, uh, the cup series on Monday trucks on Saturday. And uh, there's no cost to join. Uh, we have tremendous sponsors who help us out uh, throughout the year. Uh, Dirt to Daytona, which is basically a J ski like website has sponsored uh, the uh, truck series and um, we have uh, pro powder and paint who sponsor our rookie of the year award and uh, is a couple other sponsors. Those are the two main ones, but a couple other sponsors that help us out. And uh, so everything's free. We have broadcast races um, for both series. It's not full-time broadcast, but uh, it's, it's for the cup series is pretty darn close. And uh, the championship of each series gets $100 plus a trophy, and there's um, other awards and prizes. But everything's free, um, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, it's one thing I like to keep is that it, I, I don't want to do the pay-to-play type deal. Um, some, some leagues do it with success, but it's something I kind of want to stay away from. But um, And then uh, as far as new members, new members are always welcome. Uh, we're looking for clean, uh, good racers who can come in and want to try to be here on a week-to-week basis. That's what we're looking for is consistency um, with the people who race with us on a weekly basis. And uh, if you meet the minimum requirements, you're more than welcome to join us. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it's it's broadcast on Checker Flag Interactive for anybody that wants to check out the broadcast of the races. they, yeah, mostly it's going to be the Monday nights with a few of the truck series. Uh, it's good competition. And so if any of you guys are listening and you uh, want to check out a good league, Integrity Racing League is the way to go. And, and Jacob has been a, a great uh, owner, main admin of the league. And uh, I think everyone appreciates that. Um, one question that uh, I've always wondered, Jacob. <laughs> I'm is... scared. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you shy away from the official racing on ride racing? Um, it's a couple different reasons. Uh, one, I don't have time. Um, that's that's the simple answer. Um, I, I actually, and I I thought about this a couple weeks ago. I, I had to ask myself, when is the last time I actually ran an official oval race? Um, 
And I actually just looked a few minutes ago, and I was surprised to figure out I hadn't run one since January or something. Um, really, honestly, uh, it's high, time is the main reason. Between doing all the league stuff and uh, my work schedule, it's just very hard to uh, get into it um, and be and be good at it. Um, <clears throat> with with my with my schedule, I have to do fixed racing, and I, I like longer races. And when you get into the other than the NIS, uh, which is a little bit different from the uh, A series, B series, and so forth, uh, the the lengths of the races are usually sprint races, so you're kind of running over each other. And usually, I, I, I like a longer stretched out race. But um, but yeah, I, the schedule's pretty busy for me. Um, so I, I used to do it a lot, actually, um, and, you know, race with a few people um, and gotten certain splits together, like uh, Chris Schutzler, for example, and uh, Duel. I used to race with Duel a lot um, in official series and stuff. And it was, it was fun, but, it, you know, when you, get, um, when you get all the stuff going with the league and you're, you do, you kind of, I've kind of gotten the rhythm of you, you do your two nights a week, you know, you try to take care of your league stuff and then, you know, if you get it in a race here and there, great. But as of recent, it just hasn't worked out that way. So, plus I like my 3600 I rating where it is. So, um, I, I'd be a little scared without some practice. I'd, I'd tank it real quickly. So, all right, yeah. The reason why I ask is uh, for the you for the guys that don't know Jacob and and the league, he's always a contender for top five every race, no matter what we raced. Or anything he's and for someone that like if there's a pit strategy i'll follow what jacob does because for some reason your pit strategy has always been right on and so <laughs> and, and that's the reason why i ask you are one of the top drivers i know on the on the service you know because you know i don't know all the pro ones but even even the, even the pro ones that we have had you always contend with them and so that's the reason why i've uh, I, i've how, always wondered that so uh now i know no time <laughs> yeah no time it's it you know if they put more hours in the day i might be able to do it but uh, i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon so all right and also a little disclaimer basically all of us here at the foci race and the integrity racing league um i did it last year and uh i enjoyed it so much that uh i basically try to bring everyone i know into uh into league so and uh it's worked out pretty well well i'm just gonna pop in here that's uh that's the reason reason, main reason why i enjoyed that league is because alan pretty much invited me to it alan Alan has a big reason of why our a series has been very successful uh with him doing the winter series um over the winter between uh the two nis seasons uh, it's a major reason why we have a lot of the guys we do um, for our Monday night series. So uh, a lot of the credit does go to him uh, for how, how great our A series has been on Monday nights because I think um, the lowest car count we've had so far this season has been 26, 27, something like that. And a lot of the, and a lot of the races this season have been pretty close to full field. So that's uh, it's been a great series and uh, – Definitely, all of you guys being there has definitely helped helped with that. I like yeah. it because it's a good practice race for the upcoming NIS races for the week, and uh, <laughs> unless you count and, this week, 
it's very NIS friendly as far as your schedule goes. So you're going to get those guys from the winter fix league. You're going to get, you know, NIS drivers. Yeah, and that was the kind of the, the plan with that is to try to make it as close to what you're going to see when you race uh, the fixed series on, I guess it's either Wednesday or Thursday night, um, and try to replicate everything there um, so that you kind of know what you're getting into uh, when you get into your individual splits. Um, and hopefully you see guys who you've raced with um, Monday night and can kind of have a familiarity with and, uh, you know, have somebody you can trust out there on the track too. So it, that, that was kind of the goal. And like I said, I think it's, it's worked great so far. So. Yep. Okay. Let's kind of switch around topics. Uh, but just to close, it's a great league, Jacob, really appreciate you starting it. Really appreciate being part of it. But um, yeah, last week or boy, I'm thinking it's last week and we had the Indy 500. Mike, am I correct on that last weekend? You know, it's been uh, three weeks, I think, since we recorded, but uh, maybe two weeks ago. But, yeah, the Indy 500, uh, we talked about it, uh, I think we were, the day before was on, on our last record was the day before the 500. So we ran it. Uh, I ran it with teammate Brian Cozier, and uh, we were in the same split. And, uh, boy, you know, we had a good race. I ended up finishing fourth, and he finished sixth, I believe. Um, but boy, it is tough. I mean, to keep focus, to keep it out of the wall, it was one of the toughest races I've run. Yeah, it's a, it's a long race. And by the way, this year it went off without a hitch. So, uh, kudos to I racing for that. It was, a uh, very good, uh, races. Uh, who else raced in that? I did. <laughs> uh, you want to tell us about your, uh, race there, uh, Carlos? <laughs> Not really, but I will. Um, let's see, I started way at the back. <laughs> Funny. I think. I believe it started near the back or the middle somewhere. And worked my way up to a pretty decent you know, place, taking it easy because I didn't want to get wrecked and, you know, how all that works out. <laughs> so anyways, there was a caution about, I don't know, 20 laps in or, no, about 50 laps in because there was nothing but cautions before that. But some guy was just sitting there sideways on the track just stayed there for a whole lap never moved never reset or nothing and pulled out right when i got near him and got some side damage and that's pretty much pretty much the tail of that whole uh, race just trying to stay on the lead lap that didn't work out ended up just running there and eventually had a connection issue that dropped me from the race with 13 to go so yeah that's what i got was like a 14th place i think 13 laps down well, let's point out there were four attempts. There were four races that you could run. And I actually ran all four of them. I think a lot of us did. And uh, I, the fourth place I described was actually the last time attempt, uh, I believe. Uh, the first attempt, uh, I wrecked out early and lost almost 200 I rating in one, one fell swoop. The, the reason why Jacob doesn't uh, the reason why Jacob doesn't do for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm scared of. Exactly. No, I actually did. I did some. I had a, one of our members asked for me to do some laps just to kind of get an idea, and I probably didn't help him out any at all. But I did notice uh, in the practice laps how um, sensitive the racing is a to the setup and how much on the edge it had to be, or at least it felt like to me anyway. And then when you get up behind a car, how tight it got. And you really had to watch, you know, 
where you're getting into the corner and how close you are behind a person and stuff like that. Oh, that arrow so, wash will put you right in the yeah. wall. Yeah. Yeah, and, and granted, it's been a little while since I I had raced an Indy car, but uh, that that was a, a shocker to me. And and trying to figure out what you could do to adjust for it, I I, I think I did like twenty or thirty laps of uh, practice, and I, I hadn't figured it out by the time I was done. But but um, it it seemed like uh, like you said earlier there, Alan, that I know the year before they had all kinds of issues, so at least it went off smoothly in uh, getting the sessions done, and. Uh, Hopefully the racing was was pretty decent, but I know I know it was a, definitely a challenge to uh, try to do, especially do side by side racing and setting people up for passes seemed to be pretty difficult as well. Yeah, well, it's the Indy 500, and, and uh, if you recall, Alan, I think <laughs> I think uh, what how we ended up running well in the Indy 500 was we we reverted to the fixed sets. I think the reason I wrecked that first time and lost all that I rating, I was running a, a set off of Facebook, and uh, I didn't really vet it out properly, which is my fault. But but as soon as it you know ran out of fuel, I couldn't keep it under me, and that was the problem. So moving to the fixed set was slower, but I was able to keep the car in control. I don't know. I was I, real comfortable with mine. <laughs> it was yeah, fast in traffic and everything, but man, that little bit of damage—you can't do nothing there. I tell you, I watched a video from Chris Seymour two years ago, or that he recorded two years ago in his Indy 500. He started in the back, pit twice every caution, and just stayed in the back and watched everyone else wreck out, and he ended up winning the race. And so basically that's a strategy I did last year, and I used the fixed set. I just stayed in the back, just let everyone wreck out. I finished second. And this year I did the same thing, and I finished sixth. So um, I guess for strategy, I, I you know you could do well doing that, but uh, for actual getting up there and racing, eh, you know I didn't have the car to do that. And uh, be honest with you, people wreck, and that's the reason why I call it the Indy 500. I mean, it's people people will wreck out, and that's the reason why. You know, I was like four laps down, three laps down, finished sixth. It was three. You know, but uh, even before you're 50 laps in, half the field's gone. I wrecked out. Yeah, yeah and that's exactly what happens. I, when During that good run that Brian and I had, we were back in the 20th something. Uh, and as we neared the end, everyone kept wrecking out. And, and we just getting spot after spot and moved us all the way up there. Yep. Another thing I did this year, which I didn't do last year, is last year I qualified, and this year I didn't. And last year when I qualified, the SOF of the race, and I was probably about an I rating around 2,400 at the time, and the SOF of the race was 1,400. So I was in there with a bunch of people who probably didn't race the IndyCar too often or who was exactly too clean. And this year, since I did not qualify, everyone's I rating was right around mine. And so I, I, in a way, I see advantage of not qualifying. And, or I would like to see them just change the way they do the splits and have it by I rating. And if you qualify, you're up front. And if you don't, you're in the back, just like an NIS race. I, I'm glad you brought this up because I got hosed on this because I qualified. 
And each of the four attempts of the race, I had like car number two, car number four, something like that. And it was, and I got, you know, stuck in these, these races. I'd never, you know, get good I rating in. It, it was really disadvantage. I didn't like how they, they did that. Yeah, it's, uh, they should change that, I think. I mean, why, why make it different than all the other ones, right? Yeah, why is it different than our regular oval racing, you know? And another thing is, why is it in the Road Warrior series? It still doesn't <laughs> right. make sense. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So I understand maybe in the Road Warriors series because they probably want to include it in with some kind of like uh, what they used to have the world events, right? And they don't have that anymore. So now the the Road Warriors series is kind of taking that over. But you have the NIS that does the Daytona 500, Talladega, and the other stuff that they had for the world events. So I can understand that. But uh, anyway, congratulations to Andre Castro. He came away with most championship points of 273 points on that race. Uh, so he won the, the main top split race. So congratulations to him. Um, we also had, since our last show, three NIS races. Uh, we had the Dover, Pocono, and, and right now we're kind of in the middle of Michigan. So first off, I want to say congratulations to Mike Kinner and Michael Duell. After they were on our show, they both won over. So I'm saying that they probably owe us something because of that. What do you think? Yeah, it must be a, some kind of good luck thing. So Sounds like I need to get back into official racing next week. That's what it sounds like. Try it for a week or so. Get my eye writing up. Well, yeah, if you're going to do next week, that's a snow mother. So I don't know how good you are. Oh, okay, days. maybe this week. Yeah, maybe just stick to this week and see what happens. Yeah, you can race the, race the Michigan race. You're really looking forward, though, to Sonoma? Yeah, yeah, I know you are. <laughs> um, but uh, Dover was quite interesting. Uh, actually, I found that... It kind of depends on what split you're in, what race you're in. Some of the races can have nice long green flag runs, and other races were were just a mess. And but you know, and I and again I, I will go back to I think the fixed was cleaner than the open yep. uh, sure? races at Dover. Yeah, ours? yeah, I remember. Yeah, I do think that the fixed was cleaner than the open at Dover. And I think the top split is often a mess. I, I make the top split on occasion, and I remember the Dover race was a mess. Yeah, well, it kind of depends. I know their uh, Thursday night race, they only had a, a couple cautions in the race, and it was mostly green flag. So, like I said, <laughs> kind, of, kind of depends on what split, what time, what time you did to how it was. I don't know, that was crazy, though, that in our split, Allen, and I don't know who else was with us, all got wrecked out, like half the field taken out in one start, and to say that opens worse is just a big statement of how bad, you know, the racing was there. Yeah, well, it's that, uh, it's a restart issue, it's the people that spin the tires, so, and it happens at Dover probably more than any other track. You got opinion on that, Jacob, on... 
where the three where you spin your tires? Uh, people are too anxious. Uh, we well, uh, I will say this. I remember a league race, uh, and I'm about to throw him under the bus, but he'll be okay. Um, three years ago, I think. We were in a race, and uh, Matt Busa was leading. Start of the race, pole position, green flag comes out. He spins up in the front of everybody and takes about out half the field. You know, start of the race. So it can happen to anybody, even yep. the best of them. And, uh, <laughs> even Busa? <laughs> even Busa, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. He was uh, – I don't know if he started in first or what the deal was. I can't quite remember. But, you know, that's – he's, you know, going for – ten thousand dollars or whatever it is and uh even he can do it i think i always noticed that even when you hit third gear at dover it still wants to spin tires i don't know whether it's because of the banking that's on the front straightaway because even the banking at dover on the front stretch is almost more than it is at say like a new hampshire or something like that so i don't know if it's just that constant like slide it's like sliding or trying to get grip or maybe because of the concrete but, um, Probably something to do with the fishbowl. Yeah, I mean, so it has to, you know, you have to be really patient with the throttle to kind of get it to engage and kind of stick before you get going. And usually you're not, you're almost in turn one before you're kind of confident that you can kind of get on it and get through uh, the first lap. So, and that's, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's fresh tires or old tires or anything. It's just really hard to get going there. It is. And another place where you can spin tires, which we raised last week, was Pocono. Yeah, and uh, I want to do a shout-out to our teammate, Colton Landis. I believe he won Pocono. Uh, yep, yep, he did have a win at Pocono. Yeah, so, boy, he is running good, um, and uh, he's certainly the star of our team, and... Uh, I, I appreciate him being on there and, and getting a great win. I had a couple good finishes at Pocono, 11th and 12th, and a, uh, a top 10 at Dover. But interestingly, my top 10 at Dover was a drop week. I actually scored less points than I did at Pocono when I was outside the top 10. So the points can be a little frustrating if, if that's what you're running. Yeah, and then uh, we were in a race on, on last Saturday at Pocono, both Mike and myself. And uh, there were some guys that did the, the fuel strategy. And uh, at first, we were like, oh, this is too far. They can't make it. And uh, they ended up pulling it off, and uh, Trevor Morgan ended up winning that race based on fuel It was 60 strategy. laps or something, right? And I think the, our normal window is 55. Uh, I'm not positive it was that long. Um, oh, but, no. Uh, uh, no, I'm thinking of a different track. But yeah, it was like yeah. five more than the window, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was quite long. You know, and, and I re- forty, I think, can't you? Yeah, you can get around forty, 30, but I think they, yeah. I think they stretched it out even a little bit farther than that. So they actually did a real good job on fuel saving. And there was actually a couple guys that ran out right at the line type of thing. And I remember trying to chase them down. Hopefully I can get them when I couldn't. But uh, anyway, Pocono was kind of frustrating for me anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, things didn't go so great there for me either. Yep. All right, let's... But there was some good racing all around. I thought people did a, did a fun job at Pocono for how difficult that place can be. Yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Michigan this week. 
and I don't really want to start talking about the new build quite yet, but it's kind of hard to talk about Michigan without talking about part of the new build. I mean, what we talked about earlier, me and you, was, hey, NIS is the only series that really runs on week 13. And so they're putting these builds out all throughout the week. Uh, we had multiple builds this week, and we're having to race through it. Yeah, they also had the the B cards and the C cards that were official this week too. Um, but uh, but yeah, most people run the NIS, and we did the integrity race on Monday, and I thought the setup was was pretty good. Fixed setup was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did, did, yeah, I thought it was pretty decent. I know uh, I if you got on the very low line, especially with older tires, it got a little loose. As I know, I spun it out at least once um, trying to pass. Uh, I think it was actually Lee I was trying to pass at one point. And uh, so that was one worry. But other than that, it was pretty, you know, it wasn't too tight to where you were plowing, especially off of two, uh, plowing into the wall. But uh, it wasn't it wasn't so free going into the corner that you were having troubles. So it was definitely a decent setup. Not the best, but it was pretty decent. Yeah, it was decent. And then what the we had truck. was Yeah, and then then the build hit on Tuesday. And when you went to go test out that same setup, same track, same weather, you on your outlap, just to turn one lap on your outlap you would lose the back end on three and four. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I could only get to the 39 nines, and that was fighting the car every corner. It's like a beast you're trying to hold back, but man, uh, I couldn't gonna make a lap. I, I would go through, I could get it through one and two, but when I got down to three, forget about it. It was coming around. Yep, and so <laughs> that had to be the worst situation I think I, I, I've seen. It was just. What a change. Well, and how many nervous drivers were there venting on the forum and worried and, hey, are they going to get this fixed by Wednesday, you know, by Thursday? Yeah. And, you know, when you saw, like, the post from Tyler Hudson saying the car is broke, um, you knew that it uh, the situation probably was pretty bad. But it, it wasn't the car that was broke. It was just the setup that was broke. And... So anyway, they posted what they changed was engine power, aerodynamics, and drafting. So I'm assuming that aerodynamics with the, with that setup did not work at all. So, uh, so most people they they made their setup for Wednesday. Wednesday went went off where where people had their uh, things, but there was a. Um, I shouldn't say not not yet. Uh, Thursday, they put out a new setup, which was pretty tight. I would say. Would you guys say that was? It was tight? tighter than Monday for sure. Yeah, but it was drivable. You, it wouldn't come out from under you. Yeah, for me, it was always just tight in the center, and everywhere else was fine. Yeah, what I thought was interesting was there was a thirty-one hundred pound spring split in the front. I thought that was interesting. Major. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tire wear was high. Yep. It was. It was. It was one of those. Just. uh, Yeah. I'm going to wear out my tires here in 20 laps. And, but 
uh, one thing that happened interesting is, and you can actually check it out on uh, Michael Abrams' uh, video, that they had a pace car glitch happen on top split on Thursday night. Yeah, I heard about that, and it came out on the first caution, and uh, and the pace car never went back in, right? No. This was uh, their third caution. Pace car never came out. Oh, I see. And some people know what to do, and some people don't. The trick is don't quit the race. If you're if you're concerned about I rating, don't quit the race. It's really a race to see who can get to almost 200 laps, or that it was that night, but almost the finish. But don't touch the finish line. That's that's how it's scored. If you cross the finish line, you'll get black flagged. If you don't cross the finish line, then it's it's up to there. Finish like one lap down or whatever, right? No, you actually, the thing is you want to get your car as close to that finish line as possible without going over. At the end of the race or at like once the caution flag comes out? End of the race. Run all 200 laps and just get right down to that point. Crazy. Huh. It's crazy that we have to do that just to save our points, you know. I wish I knew that a couple of years ago. We had that <laughs> very same glitch in an Indy 500 race. I was in second spot, I think. And uh, I was leading the race. We were going. I was going along. I was having fun. This is before the new Indy car and stuff came out. And uh, caution came out. We came around, and uh, I was. I went to pick it up, and was still sitting in the pit lane. I was like, well, "What's this deal?" You know. And, uh, so I, I kind of just floated around and what I thought pay speed was and pitted and did all my stuff and nothing ever happened. So we, we went around for like 20 laps wondering what the deal was. And I think we finally, everybody decided to stop and get out and just call it a race there. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know that's, that's what you needed to do. I, I definitely is, uh, learn something new. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it actually happened to me in a truck race at Martinsville and that's how I know on what to do from now on. And it was quite obvious from from watching Michael's video that some people knew what to do and some people didn't. Soon as soon as some people heard that the pace car is not coming out, they started going. They just started going. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 some people are like still going pace speed, you know, oh this thing's telling me I gotta let the old car go by and you know. So yeah, the trick is to go and then if you can get to the point where you're right at that start finish line, exit out before someone hits you and knocks you over for the black flag. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the trick. Uh, hopefully they get that thing fixed because I tell you, top top split it must have been pretty pretty disappointing for all those people in that race. But otherwise, uh, so Thursday they they put out they gave us that setup and then. Friday morning, they came out with a new update build. And so Friday afternoon, I jumped on, and what a change again it was. All of a sudden, the same open setup I had available for me Wednesday was a half a second quicker <laughs> on Friday than it was earlier. Hell, I was hitting, what, 39? I could only get down to 39 twos or something, or 39 zeros with your setup and 
after that whatever tweak they'd made, even though they didn't mention it in the release notes. Um, but uh, yeah, I was about six, seven tenths quicker down to a thirty-eight five, thirty-eight four. Yep, it's just holy cow, what happened? And so that actually, you got to change your setup now too, because you're running more RPMs and everything else. So it's just you got to change your setup, and the corners were a lot faster. And they also changed the fixed setup too, which uh, we had an opportunity to race today. And that was actually kind of, it, it was a little bit faster than what we ran on Monday, but it was back up to that kind of pace. It was actually a halfway decent setup this time around. So that's uh, kind of what uh, happened this week was very interesting. Um, one thing I want to talk about is the week 13 and the the races that they put on for week 13 that are unofficial. Um, this this season was the first season I looked at the week 13 races and I'm thinking, wow, some of these might be kind of fun. And uh, the problem was that I, I raced a few. That was my problem. <laughs> Any of you guys ever race week 13 stuff? Not the official stuff. Uh, that's a death death uh null there i did uh i've done a, a race was it yesterday i did the uh corvette and the new aston martin i don't have the aston martin so i did the corvette but it's actually really fun i wanted to see what um and i know you're probably going to get into this a little bit later with uh the new build stuff but i wanted to see um you know since some uh, corvette has something to race with now i wanted to see that and then the you had the new tire model, I think it was, and yep. the uh, uh, the uh, suspension the portion, chassis, I think. Portion, yep. chassis, chassis, yeah. Huh? Um, so I wanted to see how that reacted because uh, uh, I think it's where where it's heading to seems like to be pretty cool, especially when you get into uh, the mixed class racing and stuff like that. Because I've always been interested in the team and mixed class racing and stuff as far as road road goes and uh so actually pretty fun uh, um with the corvette and uh seemed pretty uh comparable compared to that new aston martin that's out and uh it was a lot of fun i ended up finishing uh i spun once we were at monza the race i did and i think i ended up finishing like third or fourth so it was, it was pretty cool though i yep. ran the uh, figure eight stuff at the irwindale and uh Blew off a little steam, ran out a couple times. It's it's fun. I like it. Well, I ran, uh, matter of fact, right after the Integrity race, I ran a thing called the Mall Outlet Mall Derby at Irwindale, where included five different type of cars. Uh, and I ran the late model in there. So it had the Super Late, the Legend, uh SK modified. I can't remember them all, but uh, so that was interesting until they uh, dropped the green green flag. <laughs> Practice to get fun, interesting right? once you drop the green flag, though. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, practice was all right, Mike. You're correct. Correct on that. Practice was all right, and but the problem was that that there was people there was people driving backwards. Uh, there was uh, people just trying to wreck people. You know, there was some people too, and turns practices. into demo derby. Yeah, there was those people in practices who were just 
speed down pit road to hit that pit wall, and you see them go flying across the start finish line. Yeah, yeah, you can see that. So it's just, I don't know. It's if it was a, a little bit more serious, I understand it's unofficial, and you know, really, who, you're you're in here for fun. But to me, that's not fun. Really, how can you have fun getting wrecked constantly? Well, the figure eight race there. A lot of people turn that into der- demo derby, but I, I I even heard some drivers this week say, "Hey, this is." They speak out. This is not a demo derby. We're racing here. And you being a figure eight, you know what's going to happen now. <laughs> sure, yeah. and it's supposed to happen when you cross paths, you know, in the middle of the eight. You know, not like blatantly <laughs> driving straight across the track and taking out anybody in your view. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was disappointed in that and. And then I raised one of those identity crisis things at Charlie, which is the Gen 6 versus the truck. You know, I actually did two of them. And uh, it was the same type of thing. So I was pretty disappointed in, in that. And the only time I had any kind of fun whatsoever was, like Jacob, the GT1 race. And uh, so I did race the, the Aston Martin because I wanted to test it out. And it was at Spa. Uh-huh. And it had 56 cars on the field, which is quite a large field. And, um, you know, a lot of people wrecked out, of course, because a lot of people are in there just testing the thing. But that was the only time I saw where it was a little bit more serious. People were having fun with it, but they weren't, like, intentionally wrecking. So it was, to me, that was the the best. So, How How did you like the Aston Martin? Um, I'll tell you what, uh, it's good enough where I'm going to race it season three. Yep, same here. So I don't own the Corvette, but I do think the GT1 is going to be uh, popular enough this season to race. And uh, I, I enjoyed the car, actually. Um, I didn't find it too difficult to drive. Like I've seen people in the Corvette where it, I, I know... In past seasons where it could have been difficult to drive, I'm not sure what it's like now. But uh, I didn't find the, the Aston Martin difficult at all. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to be slow, just like I normally am in every car I do on the road. <laughs> but uh, to me, it was fun. It was it was a fun car. It was a fun car to drive. I like it. It's actually going to be, I think, a fun series because just the differences between the Aston Martin and Corvette. You know, the Corvette's got well, at least a six, seven mile an hour top speed difference. Yeah, I was about to say, I thought the Aston Martin, when I was in my race, seemed to corner a lot better. And uh, the Corvette seemed to kind of catch up down the straightaways. And then I thought they were relatively even in braking, but um, the really... Um, slow corners they kind of kept up okay but as you went up in speed with your corner the Aston Martin kind of took over a little bit yeah not only that it's just being that I think the Corvette hit sure it's faster but it just their problem with trying to get the power down the wheels want to spin mm-hmm. so easily yeah, yeah. And they have it to where I, I did like halfway through the race I realized that you could adjust the traction control on it so that helps some but you know Earlier in the race, you want to get the power down and get it sticking, and you want less. And then as you go along, you kind of bump it up to kind of help you not lose control. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good series. And this is actually a nice transition into the next topic, which is the build. 
And the two highlights are the Aston Martin, which we just kind of discussed a little bit. And uh, so anyway, uh, did you I, guys... I, you know, let's talk about the Twitch uh, Q&A before the build, because iRacing did do this interesting thing on June 4th uh, in preparation to build to try to communicate what's happening. And so I watched this to try to get some information, and it was able. it was a very unusual format to try to get information uh, because they were showing off the the, the new Ma Aston Martin uh, on the Twitch uh, going around the track. They showed off the new uh, track, the Five Flag Speedway that they released. <laughs> but they also did a, you know, in the chat part of it, the Twitch, uh, this Q&A. So some of the information I got from that, I'm going to read off here and, and just kind of give it uh, as is, and you guys can comment or not. Uh, the new tire. V6 uh, is the tire, and it's only gone out to the HPD, the Aston, the, the Corvette, the Fords, the BMWs, the McLaren, Ruffs, Cadillacs, Mustang, MX-5, Solstice, Ruff, and Legends. There is no new sound engine. Uh, the day and night transition is not going to be out this build. It'll be after the X11. Uh, they're doing a new lighting system. Uh, they have a physical-based rendering system that's new as well that they've applied to the Legends. Aston Martin Corvette. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the tire model is what's different there is drivability, more tire degradation, and vehicle response, which I kind of think we, we witnessed some of that today in today's race. Um, well, actually, the Gen 6 doesn't have the new tire model. Oh, that's true. But uh, But driving the road cars... I couldn't tell the difference. You couldn't tell? Nope. But, you yeah, know. There's a slight different bite point of when the tires want to grab. Just very small, though. You know, I'm I'm sure there's people that are, you know, real good with road who might be able to tell the difference. But for me, it was just kind of like, you know, not very good. So <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> I'm still bad. <laughs> you know, I've just said, I'm like, why, why don't the oval cars get some love here? You know, it's always the road cars first. But anyway. No, Oval gets love too. Oh, yeah. Uh, the new dynamic surface model will be out by the end of the year. Uh, Nurburgring, uh, a new track they're working on, they're shooting for the fall. And basically, they've decided on pricing, and it's going to be $15 for the GP and $15 for the Nordschleif. So if you want the whole thing, it's actually $30 track. And Nordschleif. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that, actually. Considering the size, it's, a lot of yeah, work. it's probably yeah. worth it. More I mean, gas. well, they got to get paid here. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, iRacing does a lot of stuff, and, and they're in it to make money. They're not in it just to have service and break even. It's or, not charity, yeah. Yeah, it's not charity. So, I mean, we already get like $10 if we if we uh, race in a couple series all season long, which, Jacob, I'm sure you never see. No, I, I got that once when they first came out with it. I think I did enough weeks in like the B series or something. I didn't even realize I did it. It just got the little pop up. Hey, you had three dollars for running this. Uh, oh, we get those. That's, you know, I haven't got one since, but that's okay. I'll, I'll survive. Yeah, actually, I, I think it's a great deal. They give you all kind of discounts, so I'm 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 very much fine that they're breaking this up into two different tracks, and you pay for both of them. And but if you own them both. You could drive the combined. So I'm very much fine with that. Okay. Yeah, on, I'll, probably just, I'll, probably, I'll probably just get both of them. Why not? 
All right, moving on. Uh, yes, they plan to finish Long Beach. Uh, Mercedes is due next year. They are working on it. They have Daytona prototype is in development. Uh, one of the two uh, cars to come out. Isn't there only like two years left on the real prototype? Yeah, uh, somebody on Twitter mentioned that. It's like, well, why are they working on a DP, you know? Because uh, they look awesome, I think, the Corvettes do. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon, uh, he said soon on the rest of the BMWs, like the GT2 and the BTCC cars. Uh, they're trying to get the MP430 out this year. The graphical engine DX11 out by the end of the year. Uh, the engine modeling for the new F1 car has started, and they hope to get it out this year. So does it mean we get DERS on our DRS? Or that just, oh, that's not, nothing to do with the engine, never mind. Yeah, it's just the how the engine is going to work, I believe. Uh, he said they're shooting for September for the NASCAR Gen 6 next tire model build. Uh, so that's the you know 13 weeks from now. Yeah, it's a V6. Uh, the new Legends car has been graphically rebuilt from the ground up with their new physics-based rendering format. Uh, they're going to be building the new MX-5 soon, and yes, it will be free. There will be no charge for that. Star Mazda, Skip Barber, and HPD all have new engine sounds this build, and they did some tweaking to the Mazda. And it looks like we'll be sitting, seeing pit crew members from the competitors' cars on pit road soon. And they also find uh, the last item is they confirm the Xfinity Camry is going to be coming uh, soon as well. All right. So the next question is, since they said a lot of stuff is going to be by the end of this year, how much do you think they're really going to get done by the end of this year? I would say half of what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Just based on history, you know, they always say stuff like that, you know? Yeah. it's It sounds like that, well, I know what I want to see. Uh, I'm interested in seeing uh, the dynamic track surface, which I think is something they can do before they put out the DX11, um, if I understood the ordering right. So I'd like to see how that reacts, especially with the Oval Series, because it seems, uh, for the most part, that you're kind of stuck to one and one and a half lanes at most tracks. Um, you're like, take, you know, most tracks are at the bottom, but, you know, there's exception like with Kansas or whatever, then you're, everybody's stuck at the top. Uh, so I, I'm very interested to see how that works and how uh, how dynamic it actually is. Um, so that that's going to be pretty interesting. And it sounds like that the day-night transition stuff and the weather and all that stuff is going to be, at the earliest next year sometime, because I don't think they're going to get DX11 done by the end of this year, really, if, with all the stuff they have planned. Right. Yeah, and the thing that they said was that they don't expect to have the track changes, the new service model, until after DX11. Yep. So I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be expecting that one anytime soon either. Even though we want but, it. Well, yeah, the thing yeah. is, I, I agree, that's probably the most exciting thing if if they pull it off, that's probably one of the most exciting things to actually lay down rubber on the track, have that be the group, uh, have marbles up there next to the wall. You know, I think that would be really exciting if they pull that off. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. So, anyway, Five Flag Speedway was another of the big things that they put out. 
I, um, you know what I really liked? In the, let's talk about what was in the real, the actual build now. Uh, yeah. A lot of that was just discussion prior to the build. I'm looking at the release notes, and I think the big one for any NIS driver is race points given by field size. Uh, they changed the calculation of how race points are awarded so they don't give out too many points for those higher splits. And I am so pleased to see this. I think it makes it a little bit more fair. True. Now, I don't, we don't know how they changed it, but the way I understand it is they just basically flattened the curve, so to speak, uh, of how these things are calculated. True, because I think it's... If you win split two, it's a lot more difficult to win that than it is to finish 10th in split one. Right. So why should you get more points if just because you're in split one, you finish 10th? Right. So so I agree with that. So, you know, but I, I do believe that there has to be some kind of difference because you're, the competition should be stronger. Sure. But, but it's how much, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's how much, and be honest with you, I think the high rating thing is too much of a deal for the NIS. You know, it's for me, for me to try to keep my high rating up is really only important because I want to be in higher split in the NIS. So we'll have to kind of see how we go forward, how this actually affects the calculation. I've been kind of watching first split and seeing how many points they get and comparing it to prior weeks and, and trying to get a feel for what this really means because they didn't really tell us how it's being calculated. So uh, more to come on the next podcast. I will do some research on that. All right. Anything else that you want to? Well, I want to point out uh, here. <laughs> the big thing was the uh, user interface. Uh, they changed it where you register for a race early, like I normally do. Uh, you hit join, and they dump you into a practice. And then you're stuck in this practice until the race starts, and then they move you over to a race. I really don't like that. I, I don't sign up for a practice. I signed up for a race. The other thing is, is I run triples on a real hot computer. I don't want the, the sim running before I want it to run. Um, and they, they, you know, they're kind of forcing you to run the sim uh, prematurely, in my, my opinion. So now I'm just kind of training myself based on the changes they've made not to click it until the race actually starts uh, and, and launch the sim because I don't want it to run hot and that kind of thing. Really don't like the changes. I wish they'd put them back. All right. All right. You could also just... Uh... If you don't want to just sit there, you can alt-tab out since I fixed that issue because it was an issue. You can now do that. It does cool your GPU down by just sitting idle at your desktop and wait till a few minutes get down because you're already registered. Well, let me say something here. You don't have to get into the practice. You just at, don't click join, right? And you just wait. Right. At the time that your race will start, it will refresh to just join the race. Oh, that's a big relief. Yep. So you don't have to get into practice. But what else uh, did we lose? We lost our, our countdown timer. We lost uh, how many people are registering for this race. You can't even see that. Well, which might be a good thing for some other series, to be honest with you. Anyway, uh, I still say <laughs> it's a step backwards. Uh, I don't know why they did it. Yeah, well... 
Um, that's where our opinions differ. So <laughs> I, I like it. I think it's fine. Um, so... Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of guys. Uh, at least I see this in the oval series uh, at time. At least when I used to race uh, more official stuff, is that guys would sign up for a series and then, uh, like uh, Slim, one of our members was notorious for this. He'd sign up and then all tab out to go in another practice session and keep practicing yep. for another 20 minutes. And so I think that how, if, if, if you're one of those guys, you know, that's great. You know, you don't have to worry about, okay, is it time to go back in the other session and you keep up with, you know, you know, where you're at, uh, all you had. Cause I tried it, uh, when I did, uh, the GT one race and it seemed to work pretty well. I wouldn't have any glitches or anything. You know, all you had to do was, you know, gave you, I think with like three minutes or two and a half minutes left, a little thing popped up and said, it's time to race. You, you know, you pulled over or went in the pits and you hit the race and it transferred you right over to whatever splits you're in. Yeah, I liked it. I, I actually have no problem with it. Now, the one thing that we had before where we used to be able to see how many people were registered for the race and that type of stuff, I... For if you're racing in some of the other series besides the NIS, um, a lot of times people will register for a race, and then if it's close to being official, or if their the count isn't the number they like, or it might split and they don't want to race a split race, or anything like that, then they'll withdraw. And this kind of takes that away. It does take it away, and I don't like that they take a functionality away. Uh, that's like, I guess, my problem with it. I don't know. You look at the forums; it's it's a mixed bag as far as this user interface. We all know there's more changes coming, so I, I'm okay with seeing, you know, where are they going to go with it? You know. Yep. So anyway, not yeah, it's a mixed bag. Not everyone's going to agree. As me and you, we don't agree on that <laughs> that feature. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you get used to something, I guess. I'm an old school guy, and oh, I didn't like to see that. And I have that uh, Chrome uh, extension installed where it allows you to put a check mark on the join button. Uh, so when it would kick off, it would automatically join for you. Lots of times what I do is I register for these races, and then I go spend time with my wife and family until it actually starts. And... Uh, and I and that could all happen automatically before this build. I could walk in and actually be in warm up and not have to touch my computer at all. And uh, that's the way I liked it. And now I can't do that anymore. So I have to be there to click the button. My my extension script doesn't work anymore. So I'm kind of bummed. Okay. See now, me, I just forget about the wife and family. They can suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> All right, moving on about the uh, build I'm, here. I'm <laughs> yeah, let's get the five Priorities. flags. I've been yeah. trying to get the five flags here. Um, <laughs> beautiful racetrack. It's a short racetrack. It's a nice little banked type of thing. It's a, it's a nice short banked racetrack. I think it's going to be a lot for uh, great racing, and it looks beautiful, I must say. It's very nice to see the flags waving in the wind and everything. And uh, since I'm going to race late models this season, I'm really looking forward to Five Flags. Uh, it should be fun. And have our own uh, snowball derby. Yeah, and it does allow for the snowball derby. So yeah, it's, but uh, it's a it's a fun track. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, another thing that they did in this build, which I think is huge, and I think a lot of people that race the Gen 6 NISs and do the open setup thing, it's very big for them, and that is that we can share setups amongst the same type of cars now within the like the practice sessions. Chevy, Toyota, Ford, yep. So that is that is quite huge because there's many times that you're in a practice session with your teammates and they're racing a different car than you. You had to do the sharing of setup through some other means rather than just right through the sim. So mm -hmm. I think that's quite big, quite a big deal. I'm glad to see it. Um, let's see, we talked about the new tire model, uh, the chassis torsion. Um, they fixed it where burnouts no longer give an advantage on ovals. Yeah. They don't say how, but... <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah. I tell you another big thing that they did, too. And this is for road racers. Is that they show the amount of time that you have a slowdown for. If you... Mm -hmm. uh, oh, that's yeah, huge. Cut the course, right. Yep, and so because before you just never knew. Yeah, you, you never knew whether <laughs> you never knew whether you can keep on driving some, and then it will disappear, or whether you know you got to like basically stop. You had no idea. Now you're right. not, you know, and that is so nice. And one thing I learned a little bit before I got on here for uh, today's podcast is that when it starts blinking, you really need to slow down because that's when they're about to give you a black flag. Because uh, I, <laughs> I was uh, goofing around in a practice session and I cut across or interlagos or whatever. And, uh, you know, it, the time was coming down normally and then it got to uh, 0.3, I think it was, and started flashing. I was like, well, that hadn't happened before. And then 0.3 seconds later, I get a black flag. I said, that's what that's for. Okay. So if you think you're close, you know, of like trying to draw it out to kind of keep up or whatever, if it starts flashing, you just need to slow down and, you know, take take your uh, medicine, so to speak. All right. Thank you very much. I did not know that. So that's, mm -hmm. that's thank you very much. All right. Uh, they did, uh <laughs> Got some new cars and tracks with the new PBR rendering shaders thing, which is uh, physical-based rendering, I think it's called, with the new Aston Martin, the Corvette, and uh, Fly Flags and Legends. Um, I, I can't really see a big difference myself, but maybe that might be because of my graphics card or whatever, but it's nice to know that they're moving in a, in a thing like that. It's also supposed to be good for frame rates. Does anybody else hear that? Nope, but I did see the major differences you will see are on the wheels of the cars. There's a big difference in the detail of them with that new shading system and just a very minor difference on the car itself, on the body. I also heard that if you don't have uh, PBR shaders turned on, if you're like on a, a more budget computer, uh, it actually looks kind of bad. So the guy was from iRacing was saying in the forums, if you can run it on, then do run it on. All right. So I, I guess I got to make sure that I have that on then. <laughs> I'm going to go check right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I felt like doing firing it up. Make a move. Um, another thing, uh, they got the split times. Now I know for oval guys, they really don't use this too much, but uh, for roll guys, they do. And then you can load uh, someone else's uh, 
split time file into your thing, and then you can also watch the do uh, race with their ghost car. And uh, so it's that's kind of nice. If I guess if you're taken from someone who's good and they share their uh, their their practice uh, file with you, the split time, and then you can load it up and actually follow them. See where see where their breaking points because they also put the brake lights in there too. See their breaking points, their line, and uh, kind of follow that. So I guess that's kind of nice. So that's all from the main build on Tuesday, but they put a the other build out on Friday yesterday. Yep. Just a minute, Mike. All right. <laughs> uh, they also have that Logitech ARX stuff. I now, I don't that know. Was pretty neat. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I don't know if people know exactly how powerful this is. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of the ones that don't, but I, I know I remember reading through the uh, release notes and stuff, and it, it, I kind of read through it and it caught my eye as far as all the stuff you can do with it. Now, I'm not a computer programmer by any means, or I, I can't do any of the mods or anything like that. Uh, but it seemed like you could put almost, you know, or plug in, I guess to use an official term, uh, almost anything into there you really wanted to. And, you know, if you had a smartphone or something, you know, a tablet or whatever, it could be great uh, to use and kind of separate because I don't have three screens to keep a bunch of stuff on and all that. You know, I could have it on my phone and and make a world of difference as far as me trying to keep track of strategy stuff, maybe or um, or really anything. So I, that that definitely caught my eye in the release notes. Right, and it's just any device that's hooked up to your local network. So we're talking phone, tablet, laptop, another computer. Another computer with three screens, you know? We're talking anything that's hooked up to the same network and the fact that all this stuff can be built over HTML, JavaScript. This is huge. People can build all sorts of stuff that we can have be have running, um, which will give us information or whatever uh, available to us. So, and there's a... I would expect that we're going to see a lot of a lot of different neat stuff coming from this. Mm -hmm. I have to imagine something like that might be really good for uh, broadcasters as well uh, to add to uh, what they do. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. I yeah, most definitely. But uh, for me, being a programmer, which I am not going to build anything. But for me, being a programmer, I do understand that this is a big deal. Um, they added, and Mike, you know about this because you've done it. They added the little C up on that uh, frame rate uh, dealy black box that you see. Uh, that stands for CPU meter. Right. Yeah, it has a couple different colors. I haven't really figured out the colors. Uh, sometimes you see it go into the purple, and then there's another color bar that goes over that. So still trying to sort that out. Yeah, it just means that uh, your computer's about ready to blow, I think. I, think I guess that's so. what the purple means. I got purple the means Intel bad. i7. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> so my AMD was, everyone was worried about the thing blowing up before I switched to Intel. <laughs> yep, and... Uh, they also made some changes to telemetry. For the guys that are into that stuff, uh, you got some more tools to play around with here. I'm sorry, I don't know a thing about telemetry. 
Too much math. Yeah, way too much. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard enough to build yeah. this stuff without you, adding you more crap program. to it. Yep. Um, otherwise, they did some updates on mostly road cars and by adding uh, the, the new uh, version of the tire. Um, and they uh, did some other updates to, uh, to basically almost every car had a little update on it, whether it's a tire or or uh, just the setups or just how how it, the detail of it looks or or for example like we we're talking about the gen 6 with the aero package and and uh but i i have the things that i have have looked at um was the skip barber new engine sound um that thing sounds like my son's truck without the muffler that's to me that's what it sounds like it's loud very loud so anyways, it was kind of a big build. And uh, Mike, let's go ahead and start to talk about what they did on Friday. Well, I think they fixed uh, a couple key things that they broke with the new build. Uh, one of them affected our teammate, Jose Pabon, on Wednesday for his NIS race. Uh, what happened was <clears throat> he was running and he alt-tabbed out to fix his eye buzzer, which often crashes, uh, during a pit stop. Went back to racing, not a problem. Uh, was racing for several laps and decided he needed to check his fuel. He hit the F4 button for the fuel window, and guess what? The sim closed. Uh, there was a bug. If you hit Alt at all, then it would think that Alt is always pushed. So when he went and hit the F4 button, it thought he did an Alt F4. Which exits most programs. <laughs> yeah, so there was that bug. Uh, there was another bug where... Uh, and this affected guys with triples, basically. But if you clicked away on your fourth monitor on your team speak or something, uh, while you were in the sim, the sim would minimize. And then you would have to restore it uh, by clicking on it again. So that was another bug that they addressed. Ouch. <laughs> there were even some people that couldn't even launch the sim. They got a, a pop-up that said App Life Cycle Handlers. And uh, they addressed that as well, and that only affected some of the people. Oculus, Oculus Rift users were completely down. They fixed that as well in the second build, uh, as well as many of the uh, setups that we talked about previously. Right. And, yeah, and so, yeah, they fixed the, the Gen 6 stuff. There's no doubt about that. Um, but what was interesting was that... You know how we talked about the difference between Thursday or Wednesday on your open setup and Friday on your open setup. Right. Don't the, the only thing that they said in here was opened up spring ranges at road courses allowing fifty pounds in, in per inch minimum and they updated for five setups. That's it. Yeah. They didn't mention so, anything yeah. about So how the hell <laughs> did we gain so much Seven time? Tenths. I want to know. So I got a feeling there's actually going to be more to that story. I could they, be. obviously changed something. Yeah, I think so. All right, we're running up here on an hour and 20 minutes. So uh, let's, uh, we're going to close the show a different way here. And so what we're going to do is if you ever watched, um, oh, never mind. I forgot the guy's name, but it has a TV show where he does his, closing thoughts 
And so what we're going to do is we're going to go around and we're going to ask people closing thoughts or anything that you want to bring up or throw up that uh, we haven't discussed. So let's start off with our uh, special guest, uh, Jacob, here. You got any closing thoughts, Jacob? Well, uh, first of all, I, I do want to thank you for letting me uh, come on uh, today. Uh, it's definitely been fun. Uh sitting around with you guys and kind of going over different stuff that's coming up. I know, uh, kind of like we talked about since the new build came out this week, I'm definitely looking forward to the things that are seem to be coming down the line. And uh, it'll, things will definitely uh, look brighter as, uh, as the year goes on in terms of uh, the stuff I think everybody's been kind of waiting for. With uh, you know dynamic track surface and the DX11 and the the, the bigger stuff that comes, um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that and seeing what that has to offer for both road and oval. And uh, but uh, that's that's the one thing that kind of popped out in my head. And uh, like I said once again, thanks you guys for having me and y'all y'all do a great podcast. And uh, I'm I'm glad I was able to be on here. Well, thank you, thank you for being on. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, Carlos, final thoughts. I don't really think I have any, but something to, I don't know. Just all in all, this week has been pretty interesting with all these changes that have gone on. How many track guides Just, did you do? <laughs> well, it was supposed to be three or four, but I quit at two. They wanted one for the first, well, I did that, the first one before the new build, and I did one after the build with that undrivable, pathetic setup that was just sad, and then you get the new one that was on Thursday, and then it gets updated again. Yeah, so yeah. you might have to start over with Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all I can say is I was, it was a crazy week, so on from there. If you if you want to see probably the funniest track guide I've ever seen, which is Carlos's second Track guide. Like one for Michigan this year. <laughs> for Michigan. He, also go look up Tim Racing yep. on YouTube. Yeah. He starts off and, of course, turns it, you know, loses the back end on every lap. And then he goes, this is how I'm going to race the race. And he does it like 50 miles an hour. <laughs> this is 70 miles an hour. But if you're getting lap, bump it up to 80. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I thought that was a that was a good track out there. <laughs> Get to ninety five, start saying things like, "Oh, I think the back end's about to come around." Sure, feels like it. All right, uh, Mike. Uh, any uh, final thoughts or things that you want to bring up? That yeah, uh, a couple missed? things. Uh, iRacing has a new summer referral contest. If you refer any new member to iRacing for a 3, 12, or 24-month paid membership, you get 10 bucks in iRacing. And then you're entered to win uh, some great prizes, including a new wheel set, Skip Barber Racing School experience, new Intel i5 processor, and so forth. So, hey, if you got friends out there that are not on iRacing, uh, make sure to get involved in this and get yourself some uh, free stuff. The other thing uh, I, I want to tease a little bit is we're working on a hardware specific episode coming up very soon uh, some of those items we're going to talk about are windows 10 and iRacing compatibility uh oculus rift uh, and, and competition they may have uh twitch you know and the whole uh, uh, online streaming part of iRacing uh youtube is gonna is a player now as well and i think where i want to uh, finish off today is a story that i saw 
over on motorsport.com yesterday about Kentucky Speedway. NASCAR is is decided to uh, use uh, the Kentucky race coming up in July as a test. Well, sort of, it's still a race, but they're going to basically cut the spoilers off of these cars. They're going to change the oil pan size and reduce the downforce significantly. This is going to be huge for iRacing, specifically the A car. Uh, I, I certainly hope uh, iRacing and, and Eric Hudak, who work over there at iRacing, is watching this closely. I'd love to see our A cars uh, change like these real NASCARs are going to change. So they did confirm that they are going to try that new downforce package? I think so, yeah. Yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR did. That's a huge change. They've never done anything like that. So are they getting uh, especially those mid-season. Um, yeah, I'm not uh I'm not sure about the about that. But I think uh, that's gonna be the worst part there. Yeah, the only thing I know it's gonna be what was it, less downforce, Mike? Less okay, downforce? here it is. I got it in front of me now. Thank uh, you. It's three and a half <laughs> inch spoiler down from six inches. And the radiator pan is 25 inches down from 38 inches and a shorter splitter. It doesn't say how shorter. Now that yeah, means less off the ground then. Yeah, I know that they were complaining that the cars were too easy to drive. So now they're making some changes where it's going to be more more challenging. Well, didn't like the 2000, what, 2005, 2007 cars, you know, when they look like slick race cars, isn't that basically the size spoiler they used to have? Because I know they were about two inches shorter than what the Xfinity car was then. They were very equal to each other now. I don't know. Huge spoilers on the cars. Yeah, it's it's a really neat thing to see NASCAR doing this. Uh iRacing has a history of, of following these kind of rules changes and, and putting them into our cars. Uh, I'm excited for that, and I think this is going to really uh, help the racing in iRacing. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. I would assume the people that we still know as uh, wreckers, they're still going to be wreckers. Yep. <laughs> well, and the fast guys will still be fast. You know, that's usually how that works, but... Uh, more realism. How's that? More realism. Yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, uh, you know, excited about putting together a hardware-specific uh, episode. Uh, we got the G29 uh, wheel coming out that uh, Jacob mentioned earlier. Um, there's still a lot of discussion on that about what kind of value is that compared to the old G27. Uh, so we'll talk about that, too. And, uh, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, as for me, I just want to just re put it out that, uh, first of all, thank you, Jacob, for being on the show. And I just want to give out our, uh, how to reach us. Uh, remember that, uh, we're always looking for people that want to be on the show. Um, everyone's welcome. Um, so if you're interested and so just make sure you get hold of myself or Mike Ellis, There's several ways to do it. Uh, you can... Uh, you can uh, message us through Facebook. You can private message either Mike or myself. 
and uh, we'll make sure we'll get you on the show. But there's also, we have our, our regular links. We have our website, iRacersLounge.com. We've got our Facebook page, which is just iRacers Lounge. We've got our Twitter, which is at iRacers Lounge. We have our YouTube channel. We have, uh, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn. We also have an email account, which is iRacersLounge at gmail.com. And uh, so you can... Send whether you want to be on the show. You can ask any, any questions. You want topics that you want us to talk about. Anything up uh, with that, and we'll make sure that uh, that we'll get it on the show. And uh, so just uh, let us know that you're out there. Let us know that uh, what you want to hear, because um, this show is uh, really for for you guys that uh, enjoy this game. So that's about the. Uh, I think that's about it. It's a long show. Jacob, thank you so much for sticking around for us on this long episode. And uh, and otherwise, uh, that's it. Thank you very much. Yep. Later. Thanks for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us over on iTunes and Stitcher. See you on the track. Yeah.